SAFM. The SA Police Service say they're still investigating. They've spoken to the victims of the assault by VIP Protection Unit guards on the N1 last week. I'm sure you've seen the video or pictures of it. These men in suits with guns jumping out of their black BMW X5, dragging three men from a car and beating them up and kicking them again and again, one of their victims just lying on the ground. The men were part of the security detail of the Deputy President Paul Machatile. He wasn't there at the time. He does say that he, ab- he is abhorred by violence against civilians as the police say they are investigating. Sledge Slavana is an independent security specialist, worked in various aspects of security, including, as I understand it, in the VIP protection unit. Sledge, good morning. Thanks for your time. Good morning, Stephen. Thank you very much for having me. There's so much outrage at this. I mean, we all know it happens often, and I don't understand how it happens that people are supposed to be security guards end up attacking people like this. Yes, for certain, Stephen, and it is very, it is with a great uh, regret of what happened. It is really totally unjustifiable. Although we don't know what happened before the clip, because we can only speak of what we see on the clip. We don't know what what led to that, right? Um, But in short, um, the priority of the VIP protectors is not to engage on 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 a fight. They, they they are to 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 transport the the, the, the the principles from point A to point B as safe as as safety as possible. So for them to be engaged on fight is really un, un, uncalled for. One of the key factors in this is that they had guns and they had drawn their weapons. So if you're in a car and people come up with guns, you're going to let them hit you. Okay, that's what's going to happen. Um, Paul Mashatile, yes. the the deputy president, wasn't there, so. When is a guard, a VIP protection guard, allowed to draw a gun like that? You can only draw a gun when there is uh, an imminent danger uh, uh, towards yourself or to those around you. Let's speak of uh, the deputy president for him not being there. Um, we, 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 on that note, we cannot say when the president is or the deputy president is not there the convoy should be written, uh, written this way or when he is there it must be like that because for for some of the reasons that cannot be uh, uh, divulged to the public the, the the convoy whether he is there or is not there it should look the same okay i think i, I think i could understand why that might be um if i mean as as i understand the law it is illegal to point a firearm. So if the principal is not there and these people are pointing firearms, as you can see in the video, just on that basis alone, could they be guilty of an offense? If they have really pointed the, the firearm to the victims, then that is, that's a total case altogether. But on the video, um, I didn't see a, a clip where a point where they have pointed them. I did see the video. I probably didn't see that part where they've mm. pointed uh, the, the the pistols or the rifles to the victims. But if they have done that, that's a that that, that uh, that's a very very much a very difficult case. Uh, it, it there can be a case against them because pointing of a firearm mm. to somebody that's a charge on its own. So and over and above that, um, I'm surprised because it is alleged that the victims are military trainees. So mm. I would have expected them to to give way to, to, to the motorage.
Mm. Uh, there's a whole lot here around that we don't know. There are some things that we do know. What kind of training yes. do VIP guards go through? I would have thought that there'll be quite intense training. These should be some of the uh, most competent people in our society when it comes to guns and protection. Yes, they they, they do lots of intensive training during the, the VIP training. Uh, um, in, they also do the, the, the unarmed combat, of which this is what they should have probably used in this case. But uh, I don't know what transpired for them to, to draw pistols and rifles up. Mm. And they also do lots of things like uh, the... the, 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 the 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 the, the uh, uh, CPR they do the CPR they do the the, the, the uh, restraint of, of of victims or of a suspect by means of uh, physically not in mm. in terms of them having to use weapons. Is discipline a big part of the training? That I mean, discipline is an important thing for a police officer, any police officer, but for a VIP protection guard, I imagine discipline is very important. Discipline has been taught from the college. Never, never mind the VIP protection training or whatever training. From the college, VIP has been taught all the way up. So, an individual differs from another individual. So, if I decide to have uh, to have discipline, I'll have discipline right through. But if it, if I decide otherwise, that's a choice that one takes for himself or herself. But discipline is something that has been taught all the way. Can training behave someone, can training prevent someone from behaving in the way that these guards did? I would have thought training and discipline, you know, there would be procedures and set procedures. If you are driving, this is how you drive. Um, I realize that they're allowed to go faster than the speed limit. That's a different conversation. But um, are they also trained? This is what you do and this is what you don't do. And I presume people are trained not to beat up civilians in this way. Beating up civilians uh, who poses no danger to you is unacceptable. You are trained, you, you, training like you were saying, training can change somebody because you know the consequences of what you, you can do when you are found guilty of your actions. So that's where you, you, you tend to, to change in terms of how you behave. Because if, for example, those guys, they, 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 were, they didn't do anything wrong, and they ended up being pointed by firearms and stuff like that. You see, that's where now the problem could be as well, because the 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 the, the training could have changed the understanding of the consequences of what could happen to them can really make them to change their minds and do things differently. When you have a unit, so you have a VIP protection unit, you have a group of people who work together, and I think in my experience often. Um, and I say this as a sort of reporter who's, you know, watched politicians and watched the people who surround them. Often it's a team of people who work together, right? How important is leadership in that? So the team would have a leader. There would be a leader above that um, and officials. How important is that, that leadership? Uh, to put it another way, if people realized they could not get away with beating up civilians, they wouldn't do it. Um, yes. Hence we, hence we said yesterday, um, as much as it is not the first incident uh, this to happen, maybe uh, uh, others might think that they might get away with what they've done yesterday or the day before yesterday. But when we speak of the leadership, uh, the leadership is always there on each and every convoy. There's always a leadership, all right? And uh, over and above that, when incidents of this nature happens, usually, the the leadership 
or the leader will be told that they need to to, to to sort the problem out. There's a vehicle that does one, two, three on the way. Not being told the severity of what is about to happen or what this other vehicle has done. So this depends from from a certain individuals how to 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 tackle the situation of this way. Say, for example, um, the, the the vehicle in 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 question, the victim's vehicle didn't want to move away from let's say from uh, uh, the fast lane. Section eighty four of uh, of the traffic act um, give provisions to the traffic officers, to the police, to the military or ambulance to be given a, a, a way on the fast lane, to be given priority on the fast lane when they are approaching. And as well as uh, over and above that as well, Regulation 3088 of the National Road Traffic Regulations of 2000 says, no person, absolutely no person driving on a public road shall fail to give an, an, an immediate and absolute right of way to the vehicle uh, uh, sounding a siren or with a red or blue light identification. So maybe that's one of the reasons. As much as we don't know what happened, we're just speaking under speculations sure. here. Sledge, as I understand, the Lord also says, and I think a different section, that the member of the police or the ambulance or whatever has to drive with due regard for safety of other motorists, doesn't it? In other words, you can't yes, just exactly. drive like you want. You can't drive like you want. And even though you are, you, you, you've given the priority on the first lane, if the vehicle in front of you has got no way to move, mm to the next lane you, you, all you have to do is just to wait because no one can be able to even him as a vip part cannot move be able to move to the uh, to the next lane due to the congestion so the vehicle in front of him also will be probably say, uh, faced with the same problem you can only move when there is when it's safe for him to do that but in this instance like i say steven i don't know what happened was sure. speculating i really don't know what happened because like i said earlier when we started our conversation that we can only speak of what we see or what we saw on the clip right. what led to that, yeah we really we really cannot say until then we can now have a final uh, conclusion well, sure. Uh, as Sledge, can I ask just a different question, completely different question? Can a politician, yes. can a politician refuse to be protected by a particular guard or a particular group of guards? So, in this case, can the vice president say this group of people who did this will never protect me again? I think that they've got a prerogative to do that. I think they, although I cannot quote any section or I cannot point to to any incident but i think they are they are able to to choose who they want to be protected by for example say for example steven when you're coming from your own house you're going to work you don't want to be protected by somebody whom you don't trust yes. or you don't believe to you understand so i think they have they have that prerogative to be protected by those who have whom they feel comfortable around Sledge Slavana, thank you very much indeed. An independent security specialist actually worked in these units uh, in the past. Very difficult, uh, and of course you can imagine some things can be said and some things can't. Seven minutes to seven.